You don't get it, son. This isn't a mud hole. It's an operating table. And I'm the surgeon. in broad daylight. I know why you're afraid to go out at night. The Batman. See, Batman had shown Gotham the true colors. Citizens of Gotham and Metropolis to the Eternal Night Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the world's greatest detective, the Dark Knight of the DC Universe, the one and only Cape Crusader, Batman. I am one of your hosts, as you all know, my voice, Mr. Philip Barker, or better known as Unfiltered on the interwebs everywhere except the Twitter X application, joined once again by my heroic co-host, Mr. Craig Blaylock. Thank you again for listening to the Eternal Night. Feel free to follow us at T-E-K underscore podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have any emails, feel free to leave us one at eternalnightpod at gmail.com. Also, feel free to leave us a review on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or whatever your podcast catcher is. It helps get the show noticed. Now, with all that squared away, Craig, my man, how are you doing today? Tonight. Tonight. Yeah, there damn. we go. Look at, look at you just getting all the housekeeping out in one go. Could knocking be, it out of the park. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I'm doing good. Good. Doing real good. Good, good. You know, I like to think I took a couple cues from a good friend of mine, Chris Balga, who heads the World's Finest True Believers podcast, as well as Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Him and I just recorded an episode for World's Finest True Believers a couple days ago. Be on the lookout for that in the next month. And I was also just on the uh, I Love That Movie podcast talking about Pokemon, the first movie, Mewtwo Strikes Back. So Yes, I saw your post about that. Yeah, yeah. If anyone doesn't know me, I'm a huge Pokemon fan, and I love playing Pokemon. So, you know, I wanted to talk about the first movie, and Lisa with me were, you know, we go way back. We actually did an episode of Superhero Stress reviewing Birds of Prey way back in the day. She was also on for the Suicide Squad. I've been on her show a couple different times talking about a couple different movies. So, yeah, it just kind of goes hand in hand. She's a really great podcast host in her own right. So, by all means, everyone, go check out I Love That Movie or ILTM podcast, and yeah, it was a fun time, it was a fun recording session, it was just a fun conversation, so by all means, if you're a Pokemon fan, please go check that movie out, but Craig, it's been a minute since we've been in the cave, my guy. Yeah, it's been a bit. Been quite a bit. We gotta, I think it's finally time we make good on our promise to talk about a, a certain video game. Uh, I know you're looking forward to it. I can uh, hear it in your voice. Uh, I, can, I can hear you talk, I can hear the joy in your vocal cords. Uh, Oh, boy. Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. We are going to talk about that. But there was also something that came out today that I think yeah. we, should, we should talk about first. Yeah, yeah. So, off top, this news dropped today. I don't even know if you'd call it news. More like a revelation, I think, would be a better better terminology for it. But um, I sent this to our group chat that we have with our good friend Terrence, who was on the show in the past as our... Th- famous third chair even though he doesn't have a microphone he still needs to get one i tried getting him one but my cord is gone so yeah that's my fault kind of but also i think terrence needs to get a microphone of his own anyway regardless that's not the point the point is um i sent this piece of information that we're going to talk about here right now to our famous group chat and it was kind of an interesting one because it is in regards to batman beyond and what could have been or maybe maybe. i mean who knows what could be at some point right now i just saw another post on threads about this earlier too but yeah you know to preface what we're about to talk about if you're a fan of batman beyond and you've probably been wondering for the longest time why hasn't dc warner brothers whoever done anything with batman beyond outside of the comic books in like Mm -hmm. 20 years why why right like why that'd be fantastic right that'd be great but no warner brothers has done jack squat with batman beyond since i was gonna say the only thing that i can think of that they've done in regards to batman beyond what you got a the batman beyond suit in the arkham games there was that and there was also a 75th anniversary short where they where wolf friedel and uh Kevin Conroy reprised the role to uh, have Terry fight off a couple different versions of Batman in that short. Or rather, robotic cyborg android versions of different Batman. You had, like, The Dark Knight Returns, Batman, Adam West, Christian Bale, Keaton's Batman. Like, they they, they returned very briefly for a very small short for for Batman, so that was cool. Hmm. But, yeah, outside of that and outside of the suit being being a thing that you could use in both Arkham City and Arkham Knight, which is also ironic because we're going to talk about that universe here in a, in a little mm-hmm. while. Other than that, like Batman Beyond has been nearly non-existent outside of the comic books since its short-lived run, three-season run from 1999 to 2001. There has not been anything, and I mean anything, pertaining to Batman Beyond since then. A while, around that time, though, they did try, and by they, I mean Alan Burdett and Paul Dini, they turned in a script for a live-action feature film for Batman Beyond, but it was shelved, yep. unfortunately. Um, it's been tossed around numerous times in the years since, so I find that very not... I, I don't find that hard to believe at all because it, it is a, a very popular but niche corner of Batman's history. But... Even more recently, with the debut of The Flash, people are so quick to be like, oh, Michael Keaton should be a Batman and Batman Beyond movie. I'm not personally in that camp, because I just don't really see Michael Keaton being that version of Bruce Wayne. I think they're very, especially after watching The Flash, I think think they're just very two different versions of old man Bruce Wayne at this point. uh, Absolutely. and, And on top of that... I don't necessarily see the the Batman Beyond IP kind of fitting into the world that Tim Burton created with Batman and Batman Returns as well. Yeah, no. So, no, I'm I'm not of that of that camp. But if you think Michael Keaton could be Batman and Batman Beyond, more power to you, I suppose. Yeah. But today, apparently, there was a pitch 
from writer-director Patrick Harpin and production designer-producer Yuki Demers. Well, Yuki Demers was on Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Patrick, Patrick Harpin directed My Dad the Bounty Hunter. And there are some key pieces here of concept art for what was pitched as a Batman Beyond animated movie pretty much in the same vein as Into and Across the Spider-Verse. Yeah, I mean, just looking at these concept art, it's very apparent they're going like us across the Spider Verse. Oh, you look at with it. you you look at this Batman this version of Batman Beyond. It's like, yeah, this is almost exactly like Miguel O'Hara and Across the Spider Verse, and I'm totally fine with that. Yep, me too. Like 100. percent And the three images that we got, we got obviously I, I would I'm assuming that this is Terry McGinnis because. Terry McGinnis is Batman Beyond, after all, yeah. right? Like, if, if it's anyone else in that suit, all right, sure. But in, in my opinion, if you do Batman Beyond, it's got to be Terry McGinnis. That's all there is to it. Like, there yep. really shouldn't be anything else other than to go with that. But the first piece here, we got Terry McGinnis in the bat suit, looking at looking kind of hardcore in, a, in an alleyway. Very, I really like that art. It's it's like it reminds me of like Blade Runner and Samurai Jack rolled into one. Yep. Yep. And like it almost looks like, like just from that image, it's almost like the bat symbol is like bleeding. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. The second one is Batman standing on a rooftop with the symbol above him too, and then in the background you have Ace Chemicals, Janus Labs, and Kenji Corp. Yeah. Now the first two are very prominent. Obviously, Ace Chemicals is ties to the Joker. The Janus Corporation is is a tie to Black Mask. Uh, the Kenji Corp, I believe is probably something to do with batman beyond i'm just escaping on the hard details of that right now i want to say i think the vandalay industries is something from batman beyond as well oh quite possible now the last one i think is very indicative of of at least a, a story component or at least a, an antagonist of who would have been in this movie and that's batman you see a very close-up shot of batman escaping what or who is to be inc a famous batman beyond villain created for that show very much giving off kind of like, at least visually anyway, Ink kind of reminds me of the spot from Across yep, the Spider-Verse. very much, yep. But also, like, Venom. Just I mean, Ink was Ink was one of, if I remember, I mean, I don't remember every episode from Batman Beyond, but Ink was one of his, like, deadliest adversaries. 100%. She, she was also one of the very first adversaries mm -hmm. introduced in Batman Beyond. I think her debut was, like, right after the the initial pilot episodes mm -hmm. like she was the third one introduced if i'm not mistaken well, well she was she was part of the when we did our last legendary moments their battle with her was my right. legendary moment where bruce uh, got into the suit for one final time yeah yeah and, and you know you don't really get a lot of, of female antagonists for batman often right especially yeah. good ones and you know this character was created to be like kind of like a a clayface offshoot for this version of Batman. There's uh, a lot of dastardly devilishness there too, but there's also some tragedy tied to this character too, because mm -hmm. her origin is is obviously that of like it's it's a little similar to uh, you know Matt Hagen in in the animated series where you know there there's like you know some experimentation going on and like you know never being able to return to your former self, only becoming just you know a, a former shell of what you once were, and that's kind of what drives you to be the the villain that you are. So. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what this movie 
could look like if it ever gets made because it's not a definitive no as of right now. That's the funny thing about this pitch. So they went in and pitched it and immediately were told, yeah, we can't do a Batman Beyond movie. But apparently by the end of the pitch, they were told, okay, maybe. Yeah. (laughs) And I find that intriguing. I find that very intriguing because, again, like we mentioned, Batman Beyond hasn't gotten any love Mm -mm. outside of the comic books. Since it's since it's ending of syndication in twenty twenty in twenty two thousand one. Wow, I almost said twenty twenty one. What does it matter with me? One, you almost got to wonder too. Like with the fact that this was presented by Yuki Demers, it's like you got to imagine part of it was him in that room with them going, "Guys, you remember what we did with the Spider Verse films? Imagine what we can do with Batman Beyond." And my imagination runs completely yeah. wild. I mean, especially after that cliffhanger of Across the Spider-Verse. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Oof. But I think what makes... Okay. Here's the caveat to this, right? Here's the one thing I could see holding this project back. If you do Batman Beyond, do you bring back Wilfred Elf to voice Terry McGinnis? And if you do, what do you do about Bruce Wayne? Um... It's tough, right? That's a tough question to ask. Honestly, do you kind of maybe, I guess really kind of the easy answer would be Troy Baker, since he did play Bruce slash Batman in Arkham Origins, and you could just have him, you know, play an older Bruce I'm not trying to be that guy, but I'm going to correct you a little bit. Troy Baker voiced the Joker. Roger. No, Craig's... that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's Roger right. Roger Craig Smith was the voice of Bruce Wayne Batman. That's right. So, um, I'm going to be brutally honest. I, I, I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this, but I wouldn't mind seeing some new voice talent take over the characters. Yeah, I'd be fine with it. Because Will Fredell's, he's not a young guy anymore. Like he was on Boy Meets World when he was young. He was, <laughs> yeah. That was that was his tenure as as Batman as well as Terry McGinnis. He was he played a young teenage kid as a, as a college age guy, right? Mm-hmm. So, to me, if you do a Batman Beyond animated movie now, I really feel like if you wanted, especially in turn, and I'm using quotes here, fresh. If you wanted a fresh revision of Batman Beyond, bring in some fresh voice talent too. Yeah. And I know that's that's probably got a lot of uh, Kevin Conroy fans like clutching their pearls a little bit. Look, I get it. I, I 100% get it. Believe me, I do. I would love, love to have that voice return, but mm-hmm. real-world circumstances prevent that from happening. So Yeah, I'm sorry. To, he's gone. He's so. gone, yeah. So to me, I think the next best route, if this project were to go forward at this point, I, I honestly think it'd just be best to just move forward with some new voice talent. Now, you know, 10 years ago, the, the, the comic book nerd in me would have my nose up in the air like, Kevin Conroy bust. Yeah. Straight up. Like, there's no denying that, okay? But, like, in, in my – with my age has come a little bit of wisdom. And with the vastness that is the comic book film genre, I think especially with Batman Beyond, yeah, bring, it, bring, in, bring in some new voices. I mean, it, mm-hmm. wouldn't, it wouldn't hurt, right? Yeah, not at all. I mean, for for crying out loud, like they got Oscar Isaac to voice Miguel O'Hara for for Across the Spider Verse, and I feel like they've done 
Spider-Man 2099 with a couple different voice actors over the year, be it a video game or whatever. But yeah, I, I could see this project getting some some fresh voice talent and, and not not being bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, you got big shoes to fill, sure, but still, like I I, I wouldn't hate it. Well, and it's, it is a chance to start fresh because, I mean, this would essentially be a whole new, this is a new universe, essentially. It'd be, I mean, it'd be very much like the Spider-Verse films. All of those characters were voiced by new talent. Yeah, or I mean, new talent that were not tied to anything previous in Spider-Man. Right, right. Because you had uh, Jake Johnson voicing Peter Parker, you know, the Peter B. Parker from the comics. You had Chris Pine voicing the ultimate Peter Parker that was the one who died early on in, into the Spider-Verse. Shameik Moore voiced Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget who voiced Miles in the ultimate Spider-Man TV show. I I, I feel bad about it. Well, there are a couple different versions of Miles now where there have been a couple different voices, right? Like, even in the video game, it's voiced by a completely different person. So, yeah, I, I, I don't see the problem of having a different voice actor, or different voice actors, I should say, take over the roles of, of Bruce and Terry. Like, I, I'd, I'd be open to it, you know? Oh, you know oh, what? Man. I, be, I bet I know why you, you, you thought of Troy Baker. Because he voices Batman in Batman vs. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yep, that was it. <laughs> and I knew I I knew I had ties to Troy Baker and Batman somewhere in there. And to be honest, I kind of wouldn't mind that. Yeah. Like, could could he do the Kevin Conroy dialect? He kind of did, if you think about it. it a in little Batman bit versus TMNT. It was a little bit like that, yeah. So, I don't know. Honestly, I I don't know how or who you get to voice the characters, but you know that that's what a that's what a voice casting directors there for obviously mm-hmm. but yeah like i i'm ninja turtles yeah right that's that was a funny line that was a good line delivery i love that movie so much but yeah man i i would be down for a batman beyond animated film i mean if you're not going to pull the trigger and do a live action batman beyond film next best case animation yeah and i know that like in this in this uh art concept you got ink in there but let's be honest, if you're going to do a Batman Beyond film, you got to know Blight's probably going to be the primary oh, antagonist. For sure. And seeing Blight in this animation style, hell yes. I mean, I would love to see Blight. I'd love to see Spellbinder. I would oh, love... I didn't, even, I didn't, I didn't yeah. even think about Spellbinder. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. I know. I'm good at that. I would love to see... Um shriek too i think you could do some interesting things with shriek in this animation style as well Mm -hmm. but you know outside i think those are like the big four of batman beyond villains you got shriek spellbinder blight ink right i mean if you really if you really want to do a deep pool you could probably do willie watt as well but willie watt's kind of a he's a little bit down there on the ladder for anyone who's seen batman beyond knows who we're talking about or Um, if you want to have some crazy action scenes throw in the royal flesh gang yeah yeah you're right you're right yep true because ace was essentially terry's Catwoman, more yep. or less so pretty much i could see see some fun happening there um i feel like there's another oh you know what i could see them doing a stalker and curare mm-hmm. that'd be fun too yeah man i i think i think this is absolutely like warner brothers dc whoever give batman beyond some love for crying out loud come on i'm hungry for more batman beyond i love that show growing up man 
that Batman Beyond had one of the coolest and no no pun intended visions of Mr. Freeze I had ever seen. Oh, you damn. Now he'd be fun to bring back in this too. Yeah. Like imagine if this movie was like kind of a, a modern re reshuffling of like, you know, rebirth and then meltdown and then ink, like mm-hmm. having, having like all three of those, those villains in this movie. Oh man, that'd be slick. But I don't know. I don't know what the pitch was. You know, obviously we, we don't know. So, but I mean, it's interesting that he was literally quoted as saying like, it started as a never and now it's turned into a maybe. Yep. I mean, that definitely shows that they're, gonna pay attention and you got to imagine with someone like james gunn in charge of you know the dc films right now i could see him seeing something like this and going okay yeah let's go for it oh not only is he in charge of dc films he's got oversight over dc films animation and Mm -hmm. video games apparently so yeah I, 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 i could see him being impressed with this i'd certainly hope so like if I don't mean this as a knock, but if James Gunn is the fan of comic books and these characters as he claims to be, yeah. if you look at something like Batman Beyond and you're just like, yeah, maybe, then okay. Like, mm-hmm. let them develop this. And for crying out loud, like he even said it like not too long ago, he'd love for Chris Lord and Phil, Mil- Phil Lord and Chris Miller to do something in the DCU. Guess what they just did? Into and Across the Spider-Verse. Yep. And look at how successful that is. And on top of Shit. that... I'm going to point this out, too. One of James Gunn's favorite comic book films is Into the Spider-Verse. Yep. So, I don't understand. And if if, if he looked at this and it went from we can't do it to a maybe, I'm like, somewhere down the line, hopefully that maybe turns into a green light. Yeah, because, I mean, you've got to imagine he's already got this, this setup for the DCU. So I've got to imagine being approached with something like this, it's now, okay, if we do follow through with this, where does this fit in with everything that we've got planned already? Well, that's just it, right? Because if you're going to make good on that promise of like, yeah, we've got our universe here, but we've also got some stuff under the Elseworlds banner, Teen Titans Go is still going to be a thing. So that's already under your Elseworlds banner. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, add a little more to that Elseworlds. Mm-hmm. do a Batman Beyond flick do this like just just let him do this especially after seeing how successful into and across the spider-verse are mm-hmm. and honestly this isn't new well okay this is new in that we are finding out that this was pitched okay but the idea of Batman Beyond getting an into across the spider-verse treatment has been a thing since into the spider-verse came out I cannot tell you Craig how yeah. many people in the real world have like talk to me like yeah i'd wish they do batman beyond the same way they did in the spider-verse yes yes 100 percent. yes yes and i think partly for the longest time i i'm you know the spider-verse films are amazing and i think those films have finally shown these studios and these executives that yes you can do great things with animation so and i think even further it got proven uh last year with that ninja turtles movie thank you which i was i was completely ready to write that film off i was like eh, i don't know and then i went and saw it and it i mean to me it's the best ninja turtles film since the original i was just gonna say that like case in point tmnt mutant mayhem Paramount looked at what Across the Spider-Verse and Into the Spider-Verse did. Yep. And, and they, they were did like it themselves. They were like, let's do this with Turtles. Yep. And look at what happened. Now, 
it's getting a TV show, and it's getting a sequel with the Shredder. Yep. Like, they did it right, okay? And by right, I mean they went, okay, well, Michael Bay kind of screwed the pooch with the live-action stuff. Mm -hmm. Let's shoot back to animation, because that's where the Turtles were successful. Like, superbly successful. Yep. So, and honestly, Batman Beyond started out as animation. Why not make good on that promise and do an animated movie? Batman Beyond hasn't had an animated movie since Return of the Joker. Which is, without a doubt... One of doubt, the best. <laughs> one, literally, one of the best animated films, one of the best animated Batman films ever made, period, yep. bar none, end of conversation, okay? Like... Batman Beyond Return of the Joker, man, Batman Beyond as a whole, if you're not a fan of The Dark Knight Returns, yeah. this is your alternative, okay? Yeah, this absolutely. Th this is where you can go, okay, this is a different version of old man Bruce Wayne that I like. You brought back the Joker with Return of the Joker, so you literally get to have your cake and eat it too. Mm -hmm. And if you do an animated Batman movie in this, I can't imagine the budget exceeding $100 million. No. If no. that. If that. I'm I mean, case in point, Ninja Turtles, Mutant it, Mayhem. Yeah, right. Production budget, $70 million. Box exactly. office, 180 Exactly. And that's not even including streaming numbers because it went to Paramount yep. Plus not even a month later. Yep. And I could absolutely see them doing something similar with this. Like, we're in an age now where I think because of Into and Across the Spider-Verse and Mutant Mayhem where you hopefully can start seeing more animated and, and to like take it a step even across the pond too at Marvel Studios. Look at what they're doing now. I know you're not too hot on it, but X-Men 97. Mm -hmm. Like that is a very clear and deliberate business decision for Marvel being like, okay, what do Marvel fans want that they haven't had in a long time? Oh, X-Men the 90s animated series. Let's mm -hmm. do a follow-up to that. I can't tell you how many people, after seeing that first trailer, are just absolutely over the moon that this is coming back. Yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see it. It's just, uh, just me personally, there's just something off about the animation. There's just something that just isn't quite, I don't know if it's coming across as a little too, not, not quite CGE to me. I don't know. There's just something that isn't quite sitting with me right with the animation but again this was only a trailer i i will always go and watch and see what it's actually like before i give any kind of judgment on it but just for me it didn't it didn't wow me like i thought it was going to because i absolutely loved the x-men series in the 90s so i don't know i'll have to see funny you mentioned that i've actually been re-watching x-men the 90s animated series it's fantastic. I'm up to season two. It's amazing. Matter yeah. of fact, I just watched the episode where they introduce Cable. Oh, yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's so good. Yeah. So, so good. But but seriously, like, Batman Beyond, animated movie, DC Studios, yes. make it happen. I will throw yes. my fucking wallet at you, yeah. please. Like I, I, would have... lose, I would lose it if I saw a trailer and, like, it, and it, I see Batman Beyond on my screen. You guys hear this? That's me throwing my wallet on the table. <laughs> I shit you not. Like, I, I will throw money at this all damn day. Make it happen. Please. Please. Just like I would have thrown my money at the defunct, now canceled Arkham game with Damian Wayne as Batman. Oh, here we go. That was a great segue. Tell me that wasn't that was a, a great segue. That was a great segue. Oh, oh. Because 
that game got canceled in favor of Gotham Knights and Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. So that we can move in a games as a service, because that's the future of video games at this point. <sighs> that's my response to that. Yep. That that is that is my single response to that. You know it's funny, I was actually talking to a coworker today about games like that in, in that vein because we were talking about like you know genres that, that we we cling to it's, it's the way i put it to to bill my coworker. like you know there are games that you play for a certain amount of time right but then there are games and franchises that you stick to for the rest of your life and my, my coworker, he's a huge wow fan he's a huge action rpg guy and it's like yeah that's your bag right stick mm-hmm. to what stick to what works for you huge cyberpunk player loves baldur's gate played through the shit out of baldur's gate right but we were talking about Star Wars Outlaws. Apparently, it just came out like within the last forty-eight hours that you can only play as the main character, and you, there's no like hardly any customization, and you're tied to just being a female character. And it's like, okay, on one hand, I get it, but at mm-hmm. the same time, like you're making a video game called Star Wars Outlaws, and you're literally going to deny the player the ability to make their own Han Solo ragtag scoundrel. Like, yeah, what? <laughs> What are we even doing? It's 2024. Come on. I mean, I'll be honest, and those of you in the gaming world are probably familiar. I My interest was not... I had pretty much next to no interest in this Star Wars game because it has Ubisoft attached to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> they screw the pooch so often with their games that I, when I heard that they were doing an open world Star Wars game, I'm like, neat. It's going to be assassin's creed it's just gonna be an open world that's grand and huge and i'm sure is gonna have endless amounts of side missions to do but it's all gonna be the same stuff it's your it's gonna be a i'm gonna guess 60 hour plus game that should realistically only be about a 10 hour game because that's what ubisoft likes to do now they drag they turn every one of their games into open world games and just flood them with pointless unnecessary content and i have a feeling that's what this star wars game is going to be honestly i saw the trailer for it and i was like okay yeah that's neat but much like you i'm not ubisoft's biggest supporter for a lot of the same reasons that you are Mm -hmm. not to say i think they're utter complete trash but at the same Mm -hmm. time it's like there's a reason why assassin's creed games keep getting pumped out by ubisoft yep so I don't know. I'm not exactly looking forward to it, but I'm not like I- I'll play it when it's free. Let me put it to you that way. I will yeah. play that game when it's free. Okay, <laughs> that that's what I will say. But there is one game I will absolutely not play when it's free. Uh, you know what game that is? I'm guessing that would be Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. You're 100% correct in that, Craig. Yeah. And, be- and before we even get started, let's just start this off. There is a lot of discourse on this game right now of a lot of people not necessarily defending the game, but saying, like, I don't get why people are so upset at this game because of A, B, and C reasons. There's something very... I just have an issue with that personally because... This is coming from a studio. This is why I'm so pissed off at this game. This is coming from a studio that gave us some of the hands-down best 
comic book superhero action video games ever made in the Arkham series. And they had the potential to continue that trend, but their publisher decided, no, we are going to move in the direction that can make us the most money. We're going to follow in the, in the footsteps of all of these games as a service games. And that's the direction we're going to take our franchises. They said that verbatim. They straight up said, we're going to take Warner brothers is going to take their major money makers, Batman. What was it? Game of Thrones. And oh man, I don't remember the other ones, but they specifically said Batman and Game of Thrones and other franchises like that. And they are going to make them triple A live service games. And if this is the direction it's going to go, man, I just I just cringed re- at hearing it's, that. It's really sad to see that that's the direction they're going to take because I, we're going to miss out on some quality games that had extremely strong storylines, great characters, and now it's just all going to be the same number pushing. Just shoot the thing with all the numbers falling out of it until the thing dies. <sighs> I'm really glad that the monolith Wonder Woman game is going to be untouched. Yeah. But after that, everything you just said makes me want to like, I'm not going to pull my hair out, but at the same time, it's like, I get that feeling that I want to. And it's just so as, as video game enthusiasts that we are, because we both worked at GameStop for anyone who's been listening to this show for as long as you have, or if this is your first time listening, welcome. Thank you. Uh But yeah, Craig and I have worked at GameStop. Craig was a former manager. I was a former lead game advisor. So we're just, we're not encapsulated in that world. Like we used to be, but we still have our finger on the pulse every now and again. Right. Uh So when we got wind of this game, we were like, Oh cool. That's a neat concept. Suicide squad killing the justice league. But then the more information that trickled out about this game, the more gameplay that came out of it, the, people talking about it the people who made the game the fact that the heads of rocksteady bounced before Mm -hmm. this game even released yep major red flags okay yeah and much like you there are people that i know that have played this game and they're they're they like it and that's fine that's totally fine you're well within your right to enjoy something I'm not knocking anyone for enjoying this game if you feel compelled and you legitimately like it. Good for you. That's great. I'm happy for you. But much like with a lot of the discourse surrounding like Madam Web at the moment, uh-huh. I, don't, I don't know if we'll get to that, but holy shit. The amount of vitriol, the amount of just criticism, the amount of we don't want this uh-huh. is as- not only astonishing, but on some level not all that surprising because much like Craig just said, Rocksteady delivered without a doubt, one of the best video game comic book, video game trilogies ever created. Matter of fact, it set the president so much. So that insomniac went, Hey, we love what you're doing. We're going to do that with Spider-Man. And they have, they've made three of the greatest Spider-Man games ever made. Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Spider-Man two. Now they're making a freaking Wolverine game. Sign me mm-hmm. up. Like, sign me all the way up. I love Wolverine. He's my favorite X-Men character ever created, okay? We're eventually going to get a Blade game. Probably before the movie, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not even trying to be an asshole about it, but yeah. that game is probably going to happen before the fucking movie does. Oh, hey, look. F-bomb. That's right, everyone. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> not safe for work. Anyway. Yeah. When it comes to Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League, I just... 
So, so real quick, I found the quote uh, that I was referencing earlier. Shoot. Who, who do you want to think said it? David Warner Z- Brothers Discovery CEO David, David Zaslav, Zaslav, of course. Has re- this is a article from November 9th, 2023. Uh, David Zaslav, Zaslav has revealed that the company is committed to, quote, transforming its existing video game franchises into live service products. During a recent, uh, recent earnings call, Zaslav has made it clear that Warner Brothers' intention is to, and here's the killer, they are going to move away from three to four year release schedules and are now going to move forward with a gameplay through live service and free-to-play extensions with the goal to have more players spending more time on platforms. Okay. I'm going to pause you there real quick because the only thing that, that kind of comes to mind immediately, the development time between Arkham Asylum and Arkham City. There was a two-year mm-hmm. development time, right? Arkham, Arkham Asylum came out in 2009, if I'm not mm-hmm. mistaken, and then Arkham City was in 2011, okay? So yep. there's at least a two- to three-year development cycle between that game and the second game. Then, from 2011 to 2015, there was a four-year development between Arkham City and Arkham Knight. But let's also take into account Arkham Asylum and Arkham City were developed for current-gen consoles at the time, which was PlayStation yep. 3 and Xbox 360, but Arkham Knight was PS4. And Xbox One, right. So when you have yep. a console shift, that means the development cycle shifts along with it too, meaning they probably yep. need at least a year or more, including on what they already had built on. And then you factor in the, the mechanics, the engine that the games run on as well, right? Yep. Then let's fast forward now. So between Arkham Knight and Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League, there was a nine-year gap Mm -hmm. between the two games so for a long time in between arkham knight and suicide squad kills the justice league rumors ran rampant of what rock city was doing next for the longest time it was rumored that rock city was working on a superman game they debunked that numerous times even though weirdly enough for whatever reason one of the years someone had like a superman cake at rock steady and people were like oh are they making a superman game it's like And then and they were like, uh, maybe, and it's like, no, you're not. What? <laughs> I mean, at the at the time around that time frame, if there was any game development studio that could possibly make a Superman game work, I could see it being Rocksteady. But again, we we never saw anything come from it. So ironically enough, Arkham not, Arkham Asylum was also done by Eidos. And I could, and they also did the Thief game too. And I think about that, I'm like, you know, they could probably make a pretty solid Green Arrow game at the time. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure, right? But to jump to Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League, when they decided to go forward with that idea of what Zaslav just laid out, why? Well, it's pretty obvious. That's microtransactions, Fortnite esque games is yep. the current hit at the moment. Okay. That's where the money's at. And I use quotes there. So, when they decided to do that with this game, I think, I'm not going to call us veteran players, but, you know, long-time players like Craig and myself of, of just mm-hmm. video games in general, they just kind of look at this and go, oh, lovely. Mm-hmm. You can hear the enthusiasm in our voices there, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, we, I have a few things listed here that I brought to the attention of Terrence and Craig when we first toiled 
and even conceptualize the idea of doing an episode dedicated to this game. Granted, Craig and I have not played it, so this is all purely from a lore and just general video game perspective. So for the love of God, everyone, please do not come at us yeah. with your pitchforks. We are Basically, what we are presenting are reasons why Craig and I do not feel compelled to play this game that is very much a DC game, very much has hardcore DC lore ties, and is very much a DC Comics IP slash franchise. Like, when you produce something that is such a turnoff to people like Craig and I, and again, we're not trying to be elitist here, but at the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, look, we've played games a lot of our lives. Like, that is that is our safe space. That is our... You know, that is how we de-stress. That is how we, you know, decompartmentalize. That is that is just how we, 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 you know, wind down, like, with video games. Like, if Craig and I probably weren't recording right now, we Craig would probably be on his PC or his PlayStation, and I'd probably be on mm-hmm. my Nintendo Switch. There's no doubt about that. But I think that when it comes to this game in particular, the more we learned about it, the less likely we were to play it. See? Hello, Gareth. Gareth even chimed in and went, yep. (laughs) Yep. Gareth gets it. But man, to just kind of top things off, to to the basis for why we feel like this game just isn't something in our bag, the number one reason I think personally that really hindered this game's reception, personally, I don't know if I can speak for anyone else, but personally, I think the biggest hindrance of this game is the fact that it is tied to the Arkham universe. Yep. I think if they had just said, this is Suicide Squad, kill the Justice League, it is just a balls to the wall, just have fun, chaotic, crazy, vulgar video game where you get to be the bad guys and you get to go around, you get to blow stuff up and have fun with it. And we're going to show you, you know, these original versions of these characters, all this stuff. Here's an original storyline. Okay, neat. I'm still personally not a fan of these, like, looter shooter type games. I have played so many of them at this point that I am just burnt out on them. Every single one of them plays the same. You just get an upgrade to your gun and you point at the thing and you shoot it until the health bar goes down. I'm just so tired of that. So for me personally, that's why I wasn't interested in the game at all to begin with, because I'm just tired of those style of games. But again, if they had just embraced the fact that this is, hey, this is our crazy, wacky, hell of a ride type of a game. But like you just said, no, they decided we're going to tie this to the arc. The fact that they came out and said, no, yes, this is tied to the Arkhamverse. Like, we are tying these characters together. You just immediately lose me. Because how does any of that tie to this? How does everything that Rocksteady has done in the last 10 plus years tie into this? I think for me, it, it I agree with everything you just said. I'm not really too big on the shoot it till the health bar depletes. I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. in that bag anymore. Like I think the last time I was heavily involved in a game or franchise that was of that nature was probably Destiny 2. I think I think that was yeah. probably the last time I was invested in a shoot 'em up loot loot 'em game. And honestly, I think Fortnite has kind of 
exasperated that whole uh what's the right word i want to use here that that the whole genre like i i mm-hmm. just and look i'm not a fortnite player if you like fortnite good for you like I, for but for me i don't care about creating your own character i don't care about you know giving batman or leonardo from the teenage Mutant turtles or fucking <laughs> you know harley quinn they just, they, they just added shredder bingo right like <laughs> fortnite is literally the game where you can play as anyone mm-hmm. from any pop culture zeitgeist concept ip and you can just kill anyone else who's from another ip like cool beans like that's a it, f- it is legit turning into ready player one exactly and it's like i don't need to legitimately live ready player one by yeah. way of fortnite i'm i'm good off that like if i'm going i'm, I'm a rpg solo game kind of player like i yeah. craig and i were just talking off mic next week final fantasy 7 rebirth hits consoles yeah, spe- specifically playstation 5 because that's it's a sony exclusive i'm all for that i love the final fantasy franchise i love cloud i love sephiroth i love all that shit that's that's my bag i love story driven games i love rpgs i'm a huge pokemon player pokemon presents is happening next week i can't wait for that but you lose me when you make a game that is so tied to not only microtransactions, but tied to this, again, like, shoot them up, deplete the HP bar, loot mm-hmm. your shit, get your loot. Like, the last time I actually had fun doing it, granted, the, I mentioned Destiny 2, the last time I legitimately had fun playing something like that, Borderlands 2, on yeah. PlayStation 3 and Xbox One, 360, one, PlayStation 4, whatever, either way. Yeah. Like, the last time I legitimately enjoyed a Ludum shooter was Borderlands. And, God forbid, that movie terrifies the shit out of me. <laughs> oh, my God. To not even go on that tangent, but just seeing that teaser that you shared and, like, seeing uh-huh. the poster and seeing everything, I am I am legitimately fucking terrified for what that movie's going to look like. Anyway, going back to Kill the Justice League, Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League, I'm just like, you know... you. you the game is called Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League, and yet you have the four most basic members of the Suicide Squad in this game. Mm-hmm. Why is there not a bigger roster? Oh, wait, want to know why? Because we're going to give you a bigger roster, but you have to pay for it from DLC. And it's like, fuck, really? Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, fine. <laughs> and I've heard I've heard some people, and again, these the, the opinions I've been hearing from some people, they're not necessarily defending the game. They're just more like, why is everybody having such an issue with this game? And one of the things that I've heard is like, why are you so upset that they're killing these characters? It's in the title. It's called Kill the Justice League. It's not the fact that they're going around and killing the Justice League. Because again, duh, it's in the title. I kind of assumed that they were going to kill them. Right. What bothers me is the way the game plays that out. There is no creativity. I've seen more than enough of this game. I've watched plenty of play. I've seen gameplay. I've seen the cutscenes. So I know how this plays out. The boss battles against the Justice League are just avoid their attacks and shoot them until the health bar drains. And then when they're dead, they're dead. Literally when you battle the Flash, and I'm sorry, spoilers, I guess. I mean, I would assume if you're going to listen to us talk about this game, you're going to hear some spoilers about it. True. Is the bat the boss battle with the Flash? You beat him, and the game goes to a cutscene, and he's just laying dead on the ground. That's it. That's how the Flash dies. 
It's just you shot him enough times, so he's dead. That just there's no weight to it. Yeah. And that's my major problem with it. You're going through and you are saying you are going to kill the Justice League, the most prominent characters in the DC universe. And you're going to have, again, like you just said, the most basic characters, Harley Quinn, Boomerang, King Shark, Dead Shark, or Deadshot. And there's just no weight to it because all of them play the same. They all just shoot guns. So why am I supposed to be invested in this? Yeah, and I've seen a few of the gameplay footage and also tied in with some cutscenes. And the game kind of opens up with the squad kind of getting out of Arkham and then they mm-hmm. wind up in the Hall of Justice, which is in, you know, Metropolis. And it's like, okay, that's that's neat. You're, you're, you know, you've got Amanda Waller screaming in your ear to, like, you know, go find the Hall of Justice. That's where your base of operations is going to be, which is weirdly ironic. And, you know, apparently, if you walk up to certain mantles and certain cases and certain, you know, trinkets from the Justice League, you get information, you get backstory, you get exposition. And, you know, you, you a lot of the re- – one big thing people were asking – how the fuck does Batman factor into this? Because apparently at the end of Arkham Knight, you know, he revealed his identity to the world, fucking, you know, he faked his death, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the way they the way they, they convey it in the game is, oh, well, he just hid out for a couple years, then moved to Metropolis, opened up the Hall of Justice, and started operating with the Justice League. Okay, that still doesn't change the fact that Bruce Wayne revealed his fucking identity to the world. Yeah. So there's there's no consequence to no, that major none, revelation. None whatsoever. And then here's my other thing is the way they kind of retcon shit from the Arkham universe by way case in point Deadshot. Okay? The oh, way Oh, I remember you brought this up and I couldn't believe it. Look, I have zero issue with the skin color of a character. I, I don't give a yeah. fuck if Deadshot is black, white, purple, yellow, whatever. Okay. That that does not fucking bother me at all. I liked Will Smith as Deadshot in the movie. That was very clearly a deliberate decision in why they decided to make this deck this this version of Deadshot African American. That that to me at least, that's the clear cut reason why. But the in story reason why that this Deadshot is apparently the real Deadshot, according to Amanda Waller, spoilers. Oh, this is the real deal. He's the real Deadshot. The other one was an imposter. It's like, what? No. What? I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's just justify having a completely different version of the same character because, oh, it's an imposter. Fucking what? This is mm-hmm. not Pokemon the trading card game. You don't get to show me <laughs> imposter Professor Oak and say that. Fuck no. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't buy that. I do nope. not buy that whatsoever because the version they, of Deadshot they had in, in Arkham City was was spot the fuck on. That's not to say that the version they have here isn't spot on to what they conveyed in, you know, the Suicide Squad film and, you know, probably another version in which he is African-American. Again, my the problem for me is not race. That's Let me mm-hmm. just make that abundantly fucking clear for anyone who's going to try and pull the race card on me because that's not my issue. My issue is the way that they conveyed it in the story. And, and I the con- think the continuity of it, the continuity, right. The continuity is just like, that's how you're going to address this. Really? It's just, Oh, it's an imposter. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And there are things that just, there are just things that don't make sense. So I, I've seen certain clips where like 
Harley mentions that, oh, I've, you know, uh, talking about her crazy ex or her ex-boyfriend that she finally got away from and that she's glad that she's not a part of anymore and she's out of a toxic relationship and all this stuff. How in the world did that come about? Because if you played, and if this is tied to the Arkhamverse, in Arkham City, when Joker died, Harley was still very much infatuated with the Joker. Well, not only that. What happened? Arkham Asylum, she's literally his his first mate, his yeah. number one in command. Like, he could not have done the breakout without her. Exactly. So... What happened? Why did we suddenly go from that to, oh, he's my crazy ex, and I'm glad that I'm not in that toxic relationship anymore? Oh, a what? Not only that, when the f- like to your point, when the fuck did that happen? Because yeah. here's another point that I'm going to bring up. They have another version of the Joker in this game, okay? Uh, yeah. By way of, wait for it, the multiverse. He's an alternate universe Joker. And he's insane. He's so crazy, he blew off one of his legs with his own bomb. And I'm like, <laughs> what? What? What in the actual F-U-C-K? What? No, remember, this is not safe for work. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, if you really wanted... Again... This is why I think the main hindrance of the reception of this game is tied to the fact that they brought in the Arkhamverse. Had they not done Arkham continuity at all, you could have mm-hmm. easily justified having another version of the Joker. Like, you could have easily just justified having the Joker in the game. Yeah. You, you could have made that plot point of, oh, I'm happy to be away from my psychotic, abusive, crazy ex. Oh, fuck, plot twist. He's actually here, and now he's part of your squad. Mm-hmm. Would have flowed so much better, but no. Now we have, oh, well, multiverse, so we're going to use another version of the Joker. And it's like, well, wait, how does the multiverse factor into this? Check this shit out, everybody. Spoilers. Apparently at the end of the game, with the laziest boss battle I have ever seen, find you, the laziest oh, final the, the, boss battle. The, the Brainiac fight. Oh, which God, is, yeah. It's literally, so Brainiac shows off the fact that he can turn in to anybody. Like, he can mold his body, he can turn into the Flash, he can turn into Wonder Woman, he can turn into Superman. So he turns into the Flash, and you're like, oh, this should be neat. This should be a final boss battle where, on the fly, you're going to have to adapt to when he changes into the other characters, right? right? No, he's just the Flash variant, and you, and it's the exact same boss battle as the battle with the Flash at the beginning of the game. So you just regurgitate that boss battle... And you beat him. Oh, but the twist is, now you have to take out every other version of Brainiac in the multiverse. And it's like, yeah, and what? Yeah, and that's where Waller reveals, oh, you got this Brainiac, but he's not the true Brainiac. We're going to have to go to the multiverses, and we're going to have to kill 12 other variants of Brainiac. And I'm sitting there going, that's your plan for your content down the line is you're going to make people fight the same boss 12 more times. But Go fuck yourself. But that's just the kicker, Craig. It's not going to be the Flash battle. One's going to be the Green Lantern battle. Yeah, another one, one's yeah, going to exactly. be Superman, right? And it's like, yep. really? Really? 
you couldn't have them go on another mission to take on another big bad of the universe. You couldn't have gonna... Mongol. You couldn't yeah. have Darkseid. Starro. Starro. Right. Starro. There's a nice tie-in for the Suicide yeah. Squad. You know? Like, Hell, why? Right, why? Off, right mm. off the top of my fucking head, I can just say, oh, you beat Brainiac, and we're dealing with the multiverse. So it turns out before Brainiac died, he tore a hole in the multiverse, and now all the villains across the multiverse are invading our world there you go now you have a chance to be original and creative and get like you said fight fight starro fight all the big bads hell throw fucking dark side in there i guess if you really want to there's your chance to have some original engaging content but no your goal in this game at the end of it is great job you killed brainiac now for the next who knows how long this game's roadmap is but each time your final goal is to just fight a variant of brainiac yeehaw whoopity fucking do ye fucking haw right like yeehaw man you know i just thought of another thing that's that's kind of in a completely different section of the game why is penguin now dealing in meta oh, yeah. like yeah. meta human firearms yeah. <laughs> what? All of a sudden, all of a sudden, the penguin is a metahuman arms dealer. Like, okay, <laughs> I guess. Sure. Why yeah. not? So, what is he just gonna steal more of Mister Freeze's weaponry? Does he have access to Scarecrow's canisters? Like, mm-hmm. fuck, I don't know. It's just a complete departure from just this gangster badass that he was in Arkham City and Arkham Knight. It's just yep. like. No, we need we need more ties to Arkham. Let's just go ahead and throw in the penguin in here for shits and giggles. It's like, pff, yeah. fuck. All right, fine. I don't get. I, the oh, more the more the more I think about this shit, I I just get more disappointed. And then the real kicker that people found out later with this game, after all is said and done, after all of this hoo ha about the Justice League dying, which again I personally have no problem with it because it's in the fucking title of the game kill the justice league i kind of assumed that's what we were doing am i annoyed the fact that you tied it into the arkham verse and you're therefore killing the arkham batman yes i'm annoyed by that but it is what it is that's the story you wanted to build on but then to go ahead and if you dig deeper and you find the audio files and all the like little things throughout the game oh it turns out They weren't really the Justice League. They were clones. (laughs) Fuck off. It's like, if you're going to have the fortitude, the testicular fortitude to title your game, Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. And you don't even make good on that promise. Nope. That is... To me, anyway, that's 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 even worse than premature ejaculation. I'm sorry, that's just so <laughs> fucking. That is just so like, hey, here's the rug, yank. It's like, mm-hmm. fuck, what? You're not even gonna like have the balls to just be like, nope, they're all dead. Like, nope, they're all clones. <laughs> I should have seen this. We should have seen this coming. Okay, I think you yep. even might have even said, I will not be surprised if they don't even make good on the promise to kill the Justice. So, hats off to you for yeah. be, fucking being right about that. Yep. And here, and what do you know? I'm looking. Uh, this this was released uh, like a week or two ago. 
It's their poster for the first free seasonal content. Season one of Kill the Justice League starts next month on March 2024. Uh, new boss fights. Guess who's here? A Brainiac Green Lantern and a Brainiac Superman. So guess what? Those boss battles you had with Superman and Green Lantern, get ready to repeat those in this game again because it's going to be the same thing over again. They just have a Brainiac skin on them. For fuck's sake. That's all I got. For fuck's sake. Like, man, talk about... And granted, you know, if you like shoot 'em up looters and you like this game, more fucking power to you, for sure. Yep. But holy damn, I am not... I am not gonna waste a dime on any of this at all. Oh, and get this. On this poster, too, in the bottom right-hand corner, it says... uh Another thing that's coming to this free seasonal content, it just says, it doesn't say what, it just says two episodes, and it has pictures of two characters, Two-Face and Scarecrow. And that looks like the Scarecrow from the Arkhamverse, so I guess the Suicide Squad is going to go after the Arkhamverse Scarecrow. Or maybe he might even join the squad. Actually, no. From what I saw, the leaked new characters that might join the squad are Victoria Freeze from the multiverse, which I would imagine is a variant of Mr. Freeze, if not his wife, mm -hmm. right? Actually, is, no, Nora Freeze. It would be Nora Freeze, wouldn't it? No, I guess, uh, I, I guess it's, if it's Victoria, you can probably get away with making a multiverse version, I suppose. But um, that's one I saw. Uh, the character Lawless, who is a variant of Deadshot's daughter, I think. Joker was already confirmed, and then I think the last one is supposed to be Deathstroke. Which... <laughs> Which, let me guess, he's going to play exactly like Deadshot. With more swords, I suppose. Yeah, he'll have a sword melee weapon. You know, speaking of characters and, like, tropes and shit like that, one thing that did not make sense to me when I heard it, King Shark apparently gets a Green Lantern ring. <laughs> yeah, I did see that cutscene. Please shed some light on this cutscene. I'm I'm curious. Um, if I remember right, it's so when they when you kill the when you kill Green Lantern, who again you have a boss fight against him, and you just you shoot him until he's run out of life, and then Deadshot shoots him in the face. Um, King Shark or no, what was it? I think boomerang wants to cut his finger off i guess to like add to his collection and when he goes to do it green lantern's ring falls off and king shark gets it and then later on i guess this is later like towards the end of the game when they're like getting ready to confront brainiac king shark puts the ring on and yeah becomes green lantern king shark okay the problem I have with that is, more often than not, when a Green Lantern falls in battle, not even Jon Stewart, Hal Jordan, doesn't fucking matter, okay? The idea is, when a Green Lantern falls in battle, typically, the ring chooses a new mm -hmm. host, okay? Yep. So the fact is, is when, that, when, when Jon Stewart died in this game, that ring should have went to somebody else. But again... This is all bullshit because, again, these, apparently this is a clone of Green Lantern. Mm -hmm. So is that ring even real? 
Is it like a fake? Does it yeah. operate? Does it have the same operational function as a normal lantern ring? Like that's where things for me just get really confusing because on top of that, the lantern ring, the green lantern ring specifically is powered by willpower. Mm-hmm. What kind of showcase does King Shark <laughs> show that he has the willpower to wield a fucking Green Lantern ring. None of this, none of that makes any sense to me whatsoever. So that whole idea of him getting a Green Lantern ring just has me scratching my head going, did you guys even bother looking at the fucking catalog of DC Comics and having a fundamental understanding of how some of these in-universe weapons work? Evidently fucking not. Oh, wow. So I'm re-watching the scene. It just straight up, so Deadshot shoots Green Lantern in the face. Uh-huh. They're like, oh, how are we going to get to Brainiac? King Shark just walks over, rips his finger off, plucks the ring off, and just pops it on. Wow. Oh, it, and, it's now, a f- and now King Shark has the powers of Green Lantern. What's funny, though, it's just that's it. He uses, he summons a, a shark with the Green Lantern powers. Of course. And has it charge at Brainiac's ship, and then I, I, that's it. The ring, they get the ring off of him, and that's the end of King Shark as Green Lantern. <laughs> that's okay. Well, <laughs> all right. Like I said, the whole idea doesn't make a lick of fucking sense once you start really thinking about it, especially if you're you're engrossed in DC Comics knowledge. All right. Yeah. Like that idea to me just screams what the fuck (laughs) just massive what the fuck energy now again had they not tied this to any arkham lore if this was just in that that goofy zany realm of nonsense then yeah i'd probably buy it but the fact of the matter is is number one this is apparently a clone of green lantern so that ring honestly shouldn't have even fucking functioned the way that it does number two Again, the whole idea of willpower, it's like, this doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Like, at fucking all. But I, I what do I know? I haven't played the game, so I'm sure someone's going to tell me, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you haven't played the fucking video game. You're right, I haven't, and I don't want to. But if you want I've, to, good for you. I've played enough games like this, and I've seen enough of it to be like, this is not for me. I'm sorry. And again, I think just the biggest shame of it is that, again, this is what we got from nine years of waiting from Rocksteady. To to top this all off, nine years of waiting for Rocksteady to make another game. Nine years without Batman in any capacity whatsoever. Nine years of not hearing Kevin Conroy's voice as the Cape Crusader. Oh, here we go. We're reintroduced to Batman in this game, right? Mm-hmm. He's forged the Justice League. Okay, yeah, fuck, cool. That makes sense. You know, he, he fucking took some time off. He retired. He fucking revealed his identity to the world. Took on, you know, t- stayed undercover for a while. Booted up the Justice moved League. Moved to Metropolis. Moved to Metropolis, sure, yeah. Formed the Justice League. Here's another thing that really kind of chaps my ass. Apparently Batman kills Robin off screen in this game. Yep. And you, uh, the Suicide Squad goes to the Batcave, and yep. they find a bloodied Robin mask. Oh, not just any Batcave. Probably the Batcave located under Metropolis. I wouldn't doubt mm-hmm. it. Yep, because Batman is notorious for having multiple caves around Gotham City, if not other places in the DC Universe. So that that makes sense. But the thing <laughs> that really kind of chapped my ass, I did, I did see this cutscene. I saw part of it. 
where they do go into the cave and they see, you know, Batman's final message to the Bat family. You know, they, they fast forward through everything and yet they still understand what the fuck he's saying. I'm like, what? What? Like, yeah. this doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh my they God. all understand it, but the players are like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, and they, they just fast forward past how to kill Green Lantern, how to kill the Flash, and they just go right to Superman. It's like, <laughs> what? Like, even, well, even because, even, because even, again, remember, in this game's world, you just got to shoot him enough. I suppose so. Yeah, you're right. But even Captain Boomerang's like, yo, slow down. I, I want to hear how we killed the Flash. And it's like, what the fuck does it matter? All you got to do is yeah. shoot him. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just felt like this was... If if you're a fan of Kevin Conroy's Batman, specifically the Arkham Batman, and you see how he dies in this game, uh-huh. at least to me, it's like one of the biggest metaphorical slaps in the face in gaming history. <laughs> yep. Because I'm not going to mince words about this. Batman's clone goes out like a fucking bitch in this game. Uh-huh. You don't even fight him. You what? fight this. What? Yeah, you, you don't fight What? Him. Oh my yeah. god. You you know what you fight? <laughs> you fight a giant it basically it, they try to they try to say like, "Oh, we're battling against our fears and all this." You fight a giant demon-looking Batman. So is that supposed to be some like lead it or like some some pay off to the the demon thing that was at the end of Arkham Knight I guess maybe maybe it's just I I don't even know (laughs) okay here's another thing that it's just a giant bat demon that swipes his hands at you and you just have to avoid the hand swipes and you have to avoid his laser vision and again just shoot him and shoot him until his health bar drains and then congrats and then it it immediately cuts that at like the demon Batman like screams and then it cuts back to reality and Batman is laying on the ground bloodied and beaten. And then Harley Quinn shoots him in the head. And then they carry him out and yeah, they put him on a park bench and Harley shoots him in the head. That's so fucking lazy. That's so lazy. I'm sorry. That's just so fucking lazy to me. Yep. And that's Um, my thing. And again, I get a lot of people are like, well, why are you so upset? You knew that these characters were going to die. It's not that they died. It's that the way they died is the laziest, blandest way that they could have died. This is this was your chance to go nuts. This was an M-rated. I think pretty sure it's M-rated. M-rated. You're right. Mature. This is an M-rated Suicide Squad game where you get to kill the Justice League. Go nuts with it fucking i don't know decapitate green lantern blow wonder woman up melt superman cut batman in half just have fucking fun with it but it's all just the same it's just shoot them and they fall down dead <clears throat> that mm, 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 mm. i don't i don't have words I have no words whatsoever for that. That is just. You want to know the Superman death? Enlighten you... me, please. Enlighten fly... me. So the boss battle, you fly around, you shoot at Superman. He shoots his laser vision at you. You just keep shooting him. You keep shooting him. You know, his 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 suit does get torn up and stuff. So, like, you get to see Superman, I guess, banged up. How does he die? 
he flies up in the air, he yells, and then he falls to the ground dead. What? That's it. That's it. Oh my fucking god. <laughs> okay. Here's a here's a double-edged sword for you. The reason we know all this is because this shit came out right as the game was releasing. Like, people had early access. They were posting everything on YouTube. I don't necessarily condone that because, obviously, spoilers run rampant. That's why we're yeah. here talking about this shit. Because, obviously, people who want to play the games want to enjoy the games and don't want to be spoiled about anything. However, at the same time, when a game is this controversial and this bad, and this, and I use the bad the, the term bad subjectively, obviously, but... Bland is more, I would say. There you go, bland. It gives us, gamers, Craig and I, as Batman fans, as video game fans, as DC fans, and, you know, this is a Batman-slash-DC-centric podcast, more or less. Uh-huh. It gives us insight into why we don't feel compelled to play this at all mm-hmm. like at all and i'm sorry this game is 70 dollars. <laughs> i'm not spending 70 bucks on this no hard no oh but hey you know riddler trophies are still a thing so there's that <laughs> great cool like because those already weren't a giant pain in the ass for the first three arkham games especially oh, arkham then- knight oh my god and to just kind of like the preempt it, the thing that made probably made some people go, "Ooh, boy, we might be in for a rough time with this." If you paid for the um, <laughs> hundred dollar version of the game, <laughs> you got early access. You got to play the game. I think it was like three day, or four days early. A couple days early, yeah. When that when the deluxe edition launched and the players who spent a hundred dollars on it could play it early there was a bug in the game that when you booted the game up it said you beat the game and that glitch caused them within hours of the early access launching to turn off the early access because they had to fix the bug (laughs) you know and if that just doesn't tell you right there that there were already going to be problems, I don't know what else to tell you. You know, when Pokemon Scarlet and Violet debuted, the game was bugged. The game was glitchy. The game was, I wouldn't say borderline unplayable, but it caused enough of a stir to where Nintendo and Game Freak went, we hear you, we understand you, we are going to make do, make good on your issues and we are going to fix them as best as we can the fact that rocksteady had nine years to develop this shit Mm -hmm. and still put out something like that and it was bugged like that is just incompetent lazy i i don't know if there are any other words to best describe it but how do you have that bad of a bug Literal days before your game <laughs> fucking launches. Oh, but they made it up to those players, though. I'm sure they did. They gave them $20 of in-game currency to spend on the game. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Lovely. So you can get some costumes and some and some weapon skins for your inconvenience. Yeah, that's more than just a minor inconvenience, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Look, I, I think to just finalize our thoughts on on 
Suicide Squad kills the Justice League, despite the fact we haven't played it. We're probably not going to play it. And look, we try to be positive and upbeat, and you know we love talking about things Batman related, but that unfortunately doesn't always. It's not always going to be the case because there are you know products and films and games and stuff like that 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 unfortunately are are not in that category and i feel like suicide squad kills the justice league is just like one of the biggest misses and disappointments in the dc catalog in, a, in quite some time which is fucking unfortunate to say the least well and for me personally <clears throat> this is an example of why personally i left gamestop that's fair because this kind of stuff was starting to so i left gamestop in 2017 i think it was the tail end of 2017 yeah is when i left the company i had been with the company for just shy of 11 years yep and yes i know all the bad things about gamestop i i know it i lived it <laughs> but i also genuinely had a lot of great memories working there i met a lot of great people like phil working through there I hell I met my ex through it with without meeting her I wouldn't have my daughter so I have a lot of great memories with GameStop but even back then this kind of stuff was starting to trickle in uh it started with things like certain games not a whole lot of them but a few of them were starting to get these season pass things yep Fortnite was kind of starting it wasn't quite it was nowhere near what it is now but the tricklings were there. Um, <clears throat> there were games like the NBA games that were really starting to do this whole currency thing where, oh, if you pay some money, you get this currency that you can spend on your player to make them a better player for the game. And me being the kind of person I am and like being integrated in that world, in that industry, I just saw kind of the writing on the wall and I was like, this is going to turn bad at some point. We're going to start seeing this leak into other things beyond the sports games, the MMOs. This is going to start leaking into mobile games, and this is eventually going to start getting into our AAA video game stuff. And I just had this feeling, and at the time, I got a great job opportunity uh, from somewhere, and I took it because I just saw the early indicators and now look where we're at craig left the company well after i did i was there from 2012 okay let me rephrase that i was a seasonal hire in 2011 got permanently hired in 2012 after being laid off and then i stayed excuse me from 2012 to summer of 2014 so i had seen the launch of batman arkham origins I'd seen the launch of the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. I'd seen the launch of Grand Theft Auto V. I, believe me, Grand Theft Auto V was probably one of the biggest launches I've ever worked. Straight that up. That was nuts. It was bigger than any Call of Duty game. It was bigger than in Borderlands. It was bigger. It was easily yep. the biggest launch I had ever had the pleasure of working. Um, I did not get to go to any manager's conference. Obviously, I was not a manager. Craig was. That's how he got to see like the Keaton Batmobile and a couple other cool shit. He got a free mm -hmm. fucking console for crying out loud couple free consoles if i'm not mistaken con, con, consoles yeah thing. there you go you're welcome <laughs> yeah humble brag humble brag it's fine, yeah it's humble fine. brag but 
much like Craig, you know, I, I have my good memories. I have my bad memories. But yeah, like I bounced for a com- couple different reasons. I was offered another gig and I took it immediately. There were other things going on behind the scenes that I wasn't too fond of. But at the same time, like I could own up to my own mistakes and how I could have handled things better even still. But even then, like the gaming industry has shifted so much since Craig and I have worked at GameStop. It's not even funny. And to yeah. see where it lands now is is lightweight disappointing. Mm-hmm. Like there, there are very few and far between games that I think Craig and I are going to invest our time and money and energy into. And I think that, you know, Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League is just, is just another mark in that in that history where we're just like, yeah, no, we're good. I'm good off that. Like it, it had they done you know, what we mentioned earlier, like a, a, a Batman Beyond-ish Batman Arkham game where Damian Wayne was Batman. Oh, man. And apparently this game, was, this game was canned because of leaks or something like that. I don't quite remember the fine details of it, but this game sounded like everything you'd love out of an Arkham game. Mm-hmm. And apparently Josh Keaton was, was like, set to play the, the Batman of that game. And it's like, yeah, f- he's a great voice actor. If he wants to voice Damian Wayne Batman, f- sign me up. Yep. I'd play the shit out of that. And if you were going to get Kevin Conroy to play old man Batman with a beard, fuck, yeah. That would have been great. But no, like, like we we got instead, because that game got canned, you know, we ended up with Gotham Knights, which wasn't set in the Arkham universe, despite the fact that, that those story beats would, I, I would argue, line up better with the Arkham franchise than Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League did. But... I digress, you know, like that, that it, it is what it is. We are where we are at net now. Uh, there's probably not going to be a follow-up to Gotham Knights. I would not wager there's going to be a follow-up to Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Whether or not Rocksteady does another DC game is, I would imagine, up in the air. If they do, that'd be shocking. Yeah. But I don't know, man. It, it, it to, to put a pin in this, this episode and this game specifically... It just solidifies like where we are as far as our gaming tenure is concerned. It's not, you know, it's it's another unfortunate chapter in the ongoing pounding of DC IP and the the brand itself. And it's just like, you know, being a battle hardened DC fan, I'm just used to this shit now. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like like after the re- release of Batman versus Superman and the constant dogpiling of every time DC has something bad coming out in wake of it. Or any time there's been a DC thing that has come out, there's always just some kind of negative bullshit that comes out with it. And I'm just like, you know what? This is this is like me being that that picture of that wolf with a ton of arrows stuck in the back, and I'm still just trotting along. I'm just so used to it mm-hmm. at this point; it doesn't even phase me that much anymore. But I feel like the being the Batman podcast that we are, considering Batman has a presence in this game, and like the fact that this game had just had so many disappointing things, at least to us. We could not not talk about it. Yeah. So if you if you like this game, if you feel compelled to tell us why you like this game, by all means, shoot us an email, write it in a review, whatever. We'd love to hear why. We're not going to sit here and tell you you're stupid for liking this game. God, no. We're not, not those kind of people. But I would genuinely love to know why you, the listener, love or like at the very least suicide squad kills the justice league please Mm -hmm. enlighten us i would love to know because this is clearly a game that is not marketed or targeted at either of us no pun intended yep 
But to, to just kind of cap this off, uh, to let the listeners know, um, some great gaming news. I will be attending PAX East in Boston. I just hammered down my hotel room and my flight. I'm leaving March 19th, going to the Penny Arcade Expo in Boston, and I am deeply excited to be attending this awesome event that is equivocal to a San Diego, well, not really a San Diego Comic-Con, but equivocal to a Comic-Con, but for video games. Yeah, that should be great. I hope you have a great time. I'm so jazzed, dude, especially since Pokemon's going to be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the Pokemon company is going to be there and I'm just like itching to go to their, their booths and see what they've got going on. But um, I'm looking at the exhibitor list right now and it looks like Aorus Gigabyte's going to be there. Datalik Entertainment, Final Fantasy 14 is going to have a booth. Games from Poland, uh, Grinding Gear Games is going to be there. They make Path of Exile, Larian Studios, Ocean Drive Studio, PM Studios, Retroware, 1985 Games, LLC, Ninth Level Games, of course, Corgi's Cozy Hike. Academy of Art University is going to be there. AIM Controllers, Airborne Empire, Akupara Games, Alchemy RPG, Animal Well, Apogee Entertainment, Apogee, I don't know how you pronounce that, Armor Games Studios, Artivision, Astragon Entertainment, GmbH, uh, Astro Clockwork, uh, sorry, Astro Clock Tower Studios, Atari's also going to be there, Bateman Labs, Avermedia Technologies, like I'm just so jazzed to finally be going to a gaming convention because I've never been to one, and I'm very excited to see, like, just what all this is about. So yeah, I mean, my only experience with them were the you know the GameStop Manager Expos, which were kind of sort of gaming expo. They were like our own personal mini little E3s, essentially. Yeah, more or less, that's exactly what they were. And unfortunately, E3 is not even a thing anymore. Yeah, that's yeah. No more E3, <laughs> sadly. But in this day and age, there's no reason to have an E3. Well, there's really no point because Nintendo does their directs. Xbox just launched a podcast for the rest of their <laughs> announcements, which I find hilarious. And then, and then yeah, PlayStation yeah, does the state of plays. Right, they've been doing their state of plays for quite some time, so that'll be really cool. Um, I don't see Xbox, Microsoft, or Nintendo on any of these lists, but I'd, I'd be shocked if they didn't have a presence there, so... Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. They haven't announced any of the guest lists yet, but I did get my confirmation email yesterday. So, yes, I, I will be attending PAX East. You bet your asses I'll be posting pictures on Instagram. If anyone wants to follow along for all those shenanigans, just search uh, Unfiltered, uh, U-N-P-H-I-L-T-E-R-E-D-D-D. That's uh, Unfiltered on Instagram, Vero, Threads, and Blue Sky. And I will be keeping constant. I'll try my best to be constantly updating about packs and stuff like that. But yeah, I will be attending that that expo um, in March. So that we're literally like I'm, I'm literally like a month away from attending that. And I, I I was very fortunate to get a free four day pass for that. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so jazzed. You guys have no idea how fucking stoked I am to be going to this. But. I think that is a great spot to end this episode of The Eternal Night where we, um, well, kind of shot Justice League, <laughs> Suicide Squad kills the Justice League straight in the foot. So Yeah, I mean, we're normally positive Pete's around here, but uh, yeah, sorry, I can't hold back on this one. I don't, it's everything that I do not like about the video game industry wrapped up into a single game. Right. That's the best way I think you could put it, too, because it's just really disappointing. Like, like you know, with Monolith making a Wonder Woman game and just that, that whole idea, just Monolith Wonder Woman, like, they made Shadows of Mordor. It's like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes 100% total sense of why they would do a Wonder Woman game. But, 
you know, with James Gunn at the head of DC Studios and apparently having some oversight over some of the video game stuff, I'm, I'm very curious to see what exactly that's going to entail and how that's going to shake out over the next few years, if anything at all comes from it. But time will tell, and I'm sure if there's anything Batman-related, you bet your asses we will absolutely talk about it here. But that said, my friend, uh, since I gave my plugs, where can people find you on the interwebs if they wish to follow you along? Uh, you can find me on threads. That's where I tend to be the most active. Um, or Instagram, uh, both of them. It's uh, Craigie underscore Omega, C-R-A-I-G-G-Y underscore O-M-E-G-A. Yes, Craig is very active on threads, and I am proud of him because he's making good on that promise to be more active on that, even though we're both not too, too heavy on social media. Yep. Uh, if anyone wants to follow along with this show, again, just search T-E-K, capital T-E-K underscore podcast. Uh, that's on threads and, of course, Facebook. You can also listen to this show on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, basically anywhere you get your podcast fix. And feel free to leave us a written review on iTunes or even Spotify or leave us a star review on Spotify. All that kind of stuff helps the show get noticed. We greatly appreciate it. But until then... Uh, keep it classier in the cave than we kept it tonight. That's, that's all we ask. Yeah. So as we always like to say, though, keep it classy in the cave. Have a great day or night. Thank you for listening. Take care. Found the cave. Now find Batman, pacify him, and bring him in. Last one into Bats' murder zones around the egg. seeing this Robin it means I've been compromised I wanted to say goodbye Tim after everything I'm proud to call you Nightwing and Oracle my friends I don't think I can watch Batman cry This hologram's activation means that I, probably the entire Justice League, have gone rogue. Here's the part where he's got a plan. Battle protocols are active. I've been secretly developing countermeasures to nullify the rest of the League. I started with the Yellow Lantern, recovered after our battle with the Sinestro Corps. Green Lantern once told me that their rings are powered by the will of the user. Interestingly, I found that... Already did this bit. Enhancing the power of the battery. But that was just the start. I... Tell us how to take you down, bats. Never heard my guy Bruce talk this much in my life. Hmm, nice production on the graphics. Oh, oh, stop! This is the killing flash bit. Ah, it was more fun in person, anyways. What are you looking for, Harley? Me. There is no anti-Batman device. Ah, rats. Well, it was worth a shot.
Robin was here. I do not think he won. <laughs> That's got Robin. Talk about cutting out the middleman. Team up with Nightwing, Oracle, and if you can find him, Jason. You'll need to rely on all your years of highly specialized training. Uh oh. Discipline. Loyalty to your team. We're having a frickin' moment, you dummy! None of us can do this alone. The team you lead. The family you choose. Together, you'll be formidable. That's something you taught me, son. Keep it together, Shark. Shark-Eye? Are you... crying? I have a complicated relationship with my father. Join the club, man. Join me, Haven't you mind? Now, Superman. He's our friend, but... He's also the most dangerous being to ever set foot on Earth. If you want to have any chance of defeating him... Thank you for listening to the Eternal Night Podcast. This podcast is not affiliated with Warner Brothers Discovery or DC Studios. If you would like to follow along with the show, you can do so. At, just search for T-E-K underscore podcast on X, Instagram, and Facebook. If you would like to listen to the show, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. If you would like to leave us an email, feel free to do so. Eternalnightpod at gmail.com. Thank you for your time. <laughs>